The sports drought continues. You're listening to the What the Elf Was That podcast, an iconoclastic look at the latest Cleveland Browns news. The What the Elf Was That podcast is part of the Fanatical Elves podcast network, a part of the Fans First Sports Network. Here's your host, Joel Cade. Depending on your feelings about baseball, we are possibly in the sports drought time of the year. There are two days in the United States of America where there are no professional sports being played. That is the day before the All-Star Game, <clears throat> excuse me, the Major League Baseball All-Star Game, and the day after the Major League Baseball All-Star Game. So if you're a fan of Major League Baseball, you only have a two-day drought, right? But <clears throat> if you're not a big fan of Major League Baseball, then we're probably in the most depressing time of the year. Now, the good news is that the days are long. The sun is out. Go out there, take some walks, get active, get some vitamin D, get those endorphins going, get yourself in a good mood because the drought is ending, ladies and gentlemen, in 10 days. The Browns will report. They will ship off to their little paradise and begin to have training camp. But until then, we continue in our sports drought. Sad, sad, sad time. So I hope, ladies and gentlemen, you have enjoyed, you know, your 4th of July that you've taken this last week to recover, get back to work, get back into the normal flow of things. Because, yeah, there's no there's no sports news. There's no Browns news. There's barely any news whatsoever, unless you really take Major League Baseball seriously. Um, spoiler alert, Jose Ramirez struck out to end the game, giving the National League a victory in the All-Star game. Boo. So, hey. Well, <clears throat> I do want to talk about one thing, because this is how desperate I am getting for news. Greg Newsom was quasi in the news, not really in the news, but kind of in the news, as where he responded to some of the things that are going on at Northwestern University and their college football program. He tweeted out a couple tweets. Of course, you know, Greg Newsom went to Northwestern, right? And so did Cameron Mitchell, who was recently drafted by the Browns this past draft with Northwestern. So... With all the stuff going on at Northwestern, Greg Newsom comes out tweeting, not because he wanted a trade and not because he wants to play in the, in the outside and not in the slot, you know, the normal Greg Newsom things that we hear, not that he's getting robbed at gunpoint, not that he's out late partying or whatever. So put all that Greg Newsom stuff aside. This time he's defending his former head coach, uh, Pat Fitzgerald of Northwestern University. Uh, some of you who are old like me may remember when Pat Fitzgerald actually played at Northwestern University. I remember that because I was uh, going to college around that time uh, in the Chicago area, and Northwestern was the big thing at that point. Like, Northwestern, yeah. They had a pretty good running back coming out um, along with Pat Fitzgerald. So did you guys know that Pat Fitzgerald has either played in or was the head coach, or excuse me, not the head coach, a coach, 
Like one time he was an assistant coach, I think. And then the other times he was the head coach for five of the programs, six bowl victories. That's insane. Maybe it might even be appearances. I don't know. But that's insane. This guy is like Mr. Northwestern. Like, what is Northwestern football without Pat Fitzgerald? Well, we're going to find out because he found himself in hot water. Um, <clears throat> Greg Newsom came out to defend his coach and after it was announced that Pat Fitzgerald would be fired from Northwestern, and we'll get into some of what's going on there. Greg Newsom came out and said, nice knowing you, Evanston. Evanston, by the way, is where Northwestern is. Um said, won't be seeing you no more, capital N-O, no more. Uh, in case you guys don't know, Northwestern is a Big Ten school. It is in Evanston, Illinois, which is probably the northern suburbs of Chicago. Um, having been or having being an alumni of Notre Dame, you're aware of what Chicago sports are about. Notre Dame is Chicago's NCAA football team. That is like the adopted football team in Chicago. Northwestern is there. People kind of don't really pay attention to it because it's more of an academic school. If you go by the football stadium, it's a nice football stadium. I've seen high school stadiums better than their college stadium. It's not a priority at Northwestern's campus. They're they're more of an academic school, and they're not going to be ashamed of it. And Pat Fitzgerald was able to turn it into a football program. So good for him. I mean, he was able to compete in a high academic environment. Players coming out of Northwestern are known for being intelligent players who know what they're doing on the football field, although I think Greg Newsom is challenging that notion. We'll see what Cameron Mitchell does. <clears throat> my daughter was actually born at Northwestern Hospital, and uh, my ex-wife was actually a nurse there when she was born. And so we had strong ties to Northwestern for a while. So Greg Newsom goes on in another tweet and says, it's also obvious that we played during different eras. So that could have been an experience that they had and don't want to downplay their experience. But from mine, it was nothing but respect. Talking about the, the hazing allegations. And finally, he ends with, okay, now this is getting out of hand. Coach Vitz is a great man during my time at NU. I never had, I never felt belittled or treated any differently for being black or a minority. So what he's talking about is all the crazy stuff going on at Northwestern. So what's going on at Northwestern that Browns players feeling like they need to weigh in? And yes, people, this is the sad, sorry state of Browns news. I could go on about something, but I think this is interesting. So why don't we talk about this? So Northwestern University has fired Pat's fit, Pat. Fitzgerald for not knowing or doing anything about the culture of hazing, which included hazing and some sexual assault or sexual, um, how do we put it? Um, sexual improprieties. Let's just put it that way. Even though the investigation concluded he had no knowledge of the situation, the university felt he had significant opportunities to find out what was happening. So in essence, he was fired for neglect. So the timeline on this is interesting. So this is what I like to do. Let's establish the timeline. In January, the university gets a report that there might be some hazing going on at the program. They launch an investigation. Okay. The investigation comes out and concludes what I just wrote, what I just read there, that he had no knowledge of the situation 
Um, so the university initially, after reading the conclusion, said, well, we're just going to suspend Fitzgerald for two days. So for two weeks with pay, slap him on the wrist. We're just going to move on. But as more information came out, namely the Daily Northwestern, which I believe is the school newspaper, wrote a story detailing the horrific allegations of hazing and sexual abuse, the school changed the direction. And I want to quote this from Pete Thamel of ESPN. Here's what he said in his article on ESPN, which is a good article. Go look it up. There was an, actually a better article about this on ESPN that detailed what these, the sexual abuse was, what the hazing was, but I can't find that article anymore, so it must have been taken down. So I might be referring to an article, and if you guys can find it, it was on ESPN. That's fantastic, but I may refer to some of that in the process. But here's the quote. The school then reversed course Saturday after the Daily Northwestern published a story detailing the allegations from a former player who described specific instances of being hazed and sexual abuse. That led Schill, who I believe is the president of the university and maybe the athletic director, I'm not sure, to write an open letter to the university community in which he stated that he may have erred weighing the appropriate sanction for Fitzgerald and acknowledged focusing too much on what the report concluded that Fitzgerald did know, did not know, and not enough on what he should have known, unquote. Okay, so here's what's going on. You have an academic, by the way. You know, I have experience being an academic in case you listen to football, philosophy, and rocket science. So here's what happened. This guy, Shill, gets a report. It's probably a three, 400-page report. He doesn't have time to read a three, 400-page report. So he starts doing what academics do. He's going to read the preface or introduction, particularly the introduction. He's going to read the conclusion, the beginning paragraphs and the conclusion of every chapter. And then he's going to read the entire conclusion because that's how academics read books. Now, I've just put the secret out there for y'all. That's how it works. Okay. So he probably read the conclusion, said, okay, so here's what happened. Fitzgerald didn't know what was going on. So we're not going to blame him. Bam. We're going to give him a two week suspension with pay because I mean, how's he supposed to know what's going on? Then the Daily Northwestern comes out with an article from a former player. Now, if you can find this other ESPN article, this is where it gets interesting. Because there's an ESPN article out there detailing how a former player openly stated to the ESPN writer and to people on the team that his objective was to get Patrick Fitz, uh, Pat Fitzgerald fired. That's what he wanted. He wanted Pat Fitzgerald fired. Period. So he talked to the Daily Northwestern. He talked to ESPN. ESPN then went and found a player who said, hey, look, I've heard these allegations, but this isn't going on. Coach Fitzgerald has no idea what's going on. This what's going on right here, what's being alleged is not going on. And we know there's a guy out there with an agenda to fire, to get Coach Fitzgerald fired. And I'm telling you, this isn't what's going on. Okay, which kind of starts to put Greg Newsom's comments in context. So ESPN runs that story. Again, I can't find it on ESPN anymore. If you guys can find that story, I'm just going to warn you, there's some graphic details about what this sexual abuse was, and it's not pretty. So that's not for the faint of heart to read that article, which is probably why they took it down. But <clears throat> so now what we have here is 
the academic guy does what the academic stuff does. They read the conclusions. They base their decisions on the conclusion. And then the Daily Northwestern comes out with, and ESPN comes out with, bam, here's what all these allegations are. You create a big, giant PR nightmare. And now they've decided we're going to fire him because Fitzgerald did not do enough to know what he should have known. So I'm not going to make quotes and like, like judge, right? Who's right, who's wrong, whatever. But I do think this is another example of the power of the media, right? People like me coming out and detailing a whole bunch of stuff. We don't know if it's true. We don't know if it's not true. We know that people have a specific agenda and we know they're having that specific, specific agenda. We try to balance that off with a, a player. But clearly when you read the ESPN article, the, the writer of that article did not believe the player had anything to say. They figured he was just defending his coach. And that was that. <clears throat> but now that the horrific details out, and they are horrific details, I'm not going to go over them. But now that they're out, the university says, look, this is too much heat. We got to cut ties. So now Patrick Fitzgerald is upset, which I don't blame him. You had an agreement. You read the conclusion. You read the report. You made a decision. And now you're saying, well, now that uh, something came out and I didn't do my job like I was supposed to in the first time, I'm now going to fire you and take the heat off us. So that's where we're at now. My, my thing is Mr. Schill should have done, have read the whole book, the whole report, not just the conclusion. So the media strikes again, and, and it's just our world. It's just what it is. Um, it's, it's the way it goes on. He was fired, Patrick Fitzgerald was fired for not knowing what was going on and could and should have known what was going on. So if you do ever find this ESPN article, it is kind of interesting. They detail this little gang that goes around, and there's this running that they call running. But the interesting part, and this is where I think maybe the Northwestern decision was was probably the right one, um, given that players, would, the, at least the former players, had reported that Patrick Fitzgerald would give the signal or a hand signal to put somebody's name to be on for the running, right? To be a part of the of the hazing that was about to occur. And then when some of the players would bring up what was going on, Coach Fitzgerald would throw his hands up in the air and allegedly claim, I don't want to know what's going on. And you can't live like that in today's world. You cannot live in a world today where you purposely attempt to become ignorant of what's happening. This is where I think if that story is true, and I'm not saying it is true, but if that piece of the story is true, then Patrick Fitzgerald deserves to be fired. Okay. Not knowing purposeful ignorance is not how you can operate in today's world. You cannot just sit there and purposely create an environment where you don't know what's happening because that's a tacit acknowledgement and sanctioning of whatever those activities are. Second, by purposely not knowing, you have no control over what people are doing. You're allowing things like this Shrek gang to go on because you have no idea what it is. You have, you're allowing these things like the running to occur because you're unable to stop it because you don't have knowledge of it. And you're willing to, I mean, as, as Coach Fitzgerald was willing to put his career in the hands of 
college football players. And he's perfectly fine with it. I, I wouldn't trust my livelihood, my wife, my kids, my ability to take care of people in the hands of 20 year olds, 21 year olds, while all the while throwing my hands up in the air saying, I don't want to know. I don't want to know. So I can plead ignorance. You're just asking for problems. If that is truly what was going on at Northwestern, then I'm going to agree with the decision, even if it took a little bit of time to get there. But we don't know if that's what's going on. We don't know what's happening at Northwestern. But Patrick Fitzgerald has to have a better grip on what's going on in the locker room because even the investigation concluded he had no idea what was going on. You know, some people wanted to fire Kevin Stefanski last year because the locker room's falling apart and people aren't playing football, which I think was wrong. But, and I'm glad he wasn't fired. But this is the equivalent of that. This is the equivalent of he doesn't know what's going on in his program and thus he should be, you know, given a, a, a blind eye because he didn't know. Ignorance is not an excuse in front of the law, and it's not an excuse when running a college football program. Can't do it. So, of course, if you ask Greg Newsom, the allegations for which Fitzgerald was fired for did not occur ever during his tenure. But honestly, I wonder if Cameron Mitchell, what are what he has to say about all this? All right, everybody, we're on a break. Stay tuned to catch you up to this other side. And we're back. So there's not much going on again in sports. This was the interesting piece. What do you think about this? Send send me an email at the left guard on Twitter. Send me an email, theleftguard at gmail.com. What do you think about this Northwestern thing? What do you think is going on? Do you think Greg Newsom's covering for his coach? Do you think this stuff legitimately didn't happen under his tenure? I don't know. That's why I'm asking you. Thank you for listening to the What the Elf Was That podcast. Please like, subscribe, and tell all your friends to give a listen. You can follow host Joel Cade on Twitter at The Left Guard.